This is the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. It is Monday, the fourth day of December 2023. And as I drive towards the west this morning, towards the state capital of the state of Louisiana, to handle the people's business, as I do from time to time, I was reminded of the hypocrisy, the double standard, the rules for thee, not for me mentality of our Democratic political party. George Santos, a Republican member of the House, was expelled from Congress in a vote that occurred in the past few days. Gone. Bye-bye. We don't need you, George Santos, a liar, a perjurer, a person who made up his entire resume just to get elected. We don't need you to remain in Congress representing not only your state, your district, but the people of the United States of America, and probably more importantly, the Republican political party. Santos the liar, Santos the resume forger, Santos, the experienced peddler, expelled from Congress because he does not represent, here it comes, my friends, the values of the Republican political party, period. So he's out. Now, on the other side of the ticket, the hypocrisy, the double standard applies to one senator, Bob Menendez. Bob Menendez, who has done many, if not all, of the exact same things, has dealt with all of the same questionable type activities, and has sheltered, hidden away money in obscure places that the average normal person wouldn't hide money, you know, like the inner linings of suit coats. Yeah, don't wear the blue coat tonight, because that's where I stashed half a million dollars, in the lining between the outer covering of the coat and that inner silk lining. Can't have that happening. He's still a member of the United States Senate on the Democrat side. That's the difference between Bob Menendez, a Democrat, and George Santos, a Republican. Santos is out because honor, integrity, and doing the right thing is more a Republican thing than it ever has been or ever will be a Democrat Party thing. Let's not even bring up the Vice President of our United States who runs around claiming to be a Blafrican American who claims to be a 13 percenter. Oh, she's got the nose, she's got the lips, sometimes she's even got the hair, but she ain't black. She's a fake black, just like Elizabeth Warren, the Democrat senator, is not Native American. Although she campaigned as a Native American, although she got job after job after lying on resumes claiming to be American Indian, she got her college scholarships based on the lie that she claimed she was a Native American. I have high cheekbones. These people keep their jobs. Not only do they keep their jobs, they get appointed to very lofty positions within our U.S. Politburo, our government. 
excuse me, our government. Bob Menendez, still a senator. Camelto Harris, still the vice president. Focahontas, Elizabeth Warren, still a United States senator. Who could forget the Irishman, Robert Francis O'Rourke. Robert Francis O'Rourke. A fine Irish name if I've ever heard one. But he called himself Beto when he wanted to run for office down in highly Hispanic parts of Texas. And people voted for Beto, buck teeth and all. Joe Biden, probably the worst of the worst when it comes to lying on one's resume. Joe Biden claiming to have two or three college degrees, graduating at the top of his class when he only barely got one college degree, was censured by his colleges and I believe by his own political party for lying on his resume, not once, not twice, but three times, for claiming that he wrote certain speeches which were clearly plagiarized from others. It's the reason Joe Biden lost his first two attempts to be the president. But after all, he calls himself Scrappy Joe. You know, the guy who threatened to beat a black man with a chain at a local swimming pool. Guess he didn't want oil in the water. Maybe he didn't want to swim in an urban pool. Remember Joe Biden who said he didn't want his kids being educated in an urban jungle with all of those Negroes. But yet he represents the Democratic political party, the party of the black man. Well, at least it has been. The tides are a-changing when it comes to that. More and more Blafrican American, 13% hyphenated American minorities are thinking about voting for Donald Trump. And the reason is quite simple. It's the economy, stupid. Remember that famous phrase from one of the Clintons? It's the economy, stupid. 13%ers, the... 13% hyphenated American minority are looking into their wallets. And those who aren't out robbing you, carjacking you, home invading you, stealing from you, those African Americans who work for a living, who pay taxes, they're simply looking at their own wallets and seeing that their wallets, they are much less full under Joe Biden's three years in office than they were under the first three years of Donald Trump's time in office. And Donald Trump spent his entire four-year presidency, plus the year before being elected, and the last three years after his so-called loss to Joe Biden, Donald Trump has spent the last eight years of his life being persecuted, being prosecuted, being demonized, castigated, vilified, put on a stake, and he still wants to serve as your president. Donald Trump served as your president for four years, and for a very short time, he actually was instrumental in making America great again. Joe Biden and the Democratic Political Party took the initials Make America Great Again, M-A-G-A, 
and tried and to date have still failed to turn that phrase MAGA into something horrible, horrific, horrendous, terrible, evil. That's why he uses terms like MAGA Republicans as if it's something bad. But true, make America great again, Republicans are proud of the moniker, proud of the pseudonym, proud of the name. Make America great again. Now, often on this program, through the many years that we've done this program and through our time in radio years and years back, I have often spoken to you about the great vast middle ground in our country. You have on the far left, the extreme leftist, progressive, woke, liberal, LGBTQIA plus supporting, everyone's a victim, white people are evil, white supremacy is horrible, it's everywhere. If you see a white person and he's a Republican, he's automatically the devil incarnate on the left those known as the Democratic Political Party. And far, far over on the far extreme right, you have some wackadoodle, conservative, ultra-uber-conservative, we hate blacks, we hate Hispanics, we hate Asians, we hate gays, that whole crowd. You have them on the far, far right who identify with the Republicans. Those are the extremes, my friends. I want you, if you're driving, and many of you listen to this program on your commute, and if you're not driving, I want you to think about the fuel gauge on your car. You know, the little needle that on one side says E for empty, and on the other side F for full. If your tank is on empty, my friends, your car, she's not going anywhere. And no, let's not bring into, but if I had an electric car, because if your battery is on empty, you're not going anywhere. In your gasoline-powered or diesel-powered car, or even in your electric piece of junk, on the opposite side of empty is full. And if you continue to add diesel to the tank after it hits the F-line or unleaded fuel to your gas tank after it hits the F-line or if you overcharge your battery when it gets to 100% and you keep jamming more and more electricity into that battery, that's the far extreme. You will overflow it. You will cause it to have major issues in an automobile with a petroleum tank overfilling it might just fill up the carbon canister and cause you some serious issues. Of course, if you overfill a battery, it simply catches fire and explodes and you, you know, crispy critter. If you look at your speedometer and it says zero, it means probably you're not going anywhere. But just because your speedometer says 240 on the far, far right extreme, 
It doesn't mean you're going to drive at an idiotic speed of 240, unless you're on the old supercharged Kawasaki Ninja 1000, and you might try it once just to say you did it. But I digress. In the middle of your fuel tank, between a quarter and three quarters, or maybe an eighth of a tank, and just shy of full, that is the vast middle ground. Whereas empty means empty on the far left extreme, and full means to capacity on the far right extreme, both of those not necessarily great, there is that vast middle ground, which in the old F-250 takes about 440 miles to traverse between full and empty. I try to stay in that vast middle ground. And in America, the people, the populace, we the people, for the most part, remain in that vast middle ground when it comes to our thought processes, our ideologies. We know that murder is wrong. Murder is criminal. We know that on the far left extreme in the 13% hyphenated American minority community where they do not value life, not even their own, and especially not their own, murder is a way of life. To them, and they get away with it over and over and over again, to them, it's no big deal. But to a religious conservative Christian, murder, well, it's right there in the Bible. Thou shalt not kill. Shall not, will not, should not, cannot. Whatever you want to call it, murder is wrong. Whether you're murdering in cold blood some guy so you can steal his car or his Rolex, or you're murdering an innocent, indefensible, unable to take care of itself child in the womb. Murdering a near gestational eight month old fetus in the womb of its mother is just as wrong as murdering a three year old on the playground. In fact, you might even be able to justify the murder of the three year old if he's over there with a stick beating your newborn child in the head and you murder that three-year-old, that's probably more justifiable than walking up to a woman, laying her down on a table, jamming a vacuum cleaner and dissection tools up her uterus, dismembering and then sucking out all those little bitty, bitty baby parts and then selling those baby parts on the livers are us market or the kidneys are us market, or more importantly, for those of you with long, luscious, flowing hair, the collagen for my shampoo market. Murder is murder. Now there's a vast difference between murder, the cold-blooded killing of another for non-self-defense purposes and self-defense itself. If someone were coming at you with a gun or a knife or a club or a sword. Yes, I said sword. Back to the old Bugs Bunny days. 
Someone were attacking you, trying to harm you, your family, take your life, and you defend yourself with equal or greater force to shut down that threat, to stop that threat from achieving its goal of killing you, you may have a justifiable homicide. Homicide meaning the killing of another human. It's not necessarily murder if you are defending yourself against that attack. And yet we have the vast middle ground of America who probably, if they were presented with the scenarios individually in a quote-unquote safe space, come on, Mr. Citizen, I don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, I really don't want to know. You're more than welcome to fill out the questionnaire after I conduct this survey. Do you think it is wrong if you worked hard all of your life to buy a car, the car of your dreams, and whilst driving that car, someone, I won't describe the someone, I won't go into details about what the person looks like or what his socioeconomic background or his mental state might be, you have worked hard your entire life to buy your dream car and someone points a gun at your head and orders you out of your car and then takes your car, would you be angry? Do you think that person should be caught and punished for committing that crime? That entire vast middle ground in America, what I call about 90% of the country, 90% of the country probably would say, that guy is wrong, wrong for doing that. That would be my guess. You might have 5% on the far, far left who will say, ain't wrong because that guy with that dream car, well, he got insurance. And my homeboy, well, he just want that car, so he stole the that car and it's okay because he got an economic background of being poor his whole life. And he say, ain't no way he never gonna afford that car, but he want that car. And the guy that had that car could probably afford to go get another one, especially after his insurance pay for it. And then on the far, far right, you might have someone say, I don't like that minority guy driving that very rich, expensive car. He doesn't deserve it. He probably got it by stealing so because of the color of his skin, I'm gonna take that car from him. He doesn't deserve that. He should go back to name a country here. That's the far, far right extreme of that argument. You could apply that to murder. Is it okay for a guy to murder someone? The guy on the far, far left might say, well, maybe the guy that got killed was some kind of white supremacist and he should have been dead because he a racist. And on the far, far right, you might have some wackadoodle who says, it's all right to kill that guy right there because he's dark skinned and we don't like them in our country. So we murder him and we put our hoods back on, we go on about a business. But the vast middle ground, the vast overwhelming majority of the country, 90% or more, probably understands that murder is wrong. 
You can apply it to embezzlement. The guy on the far, far left, I feel like I'm entitled to it because I'm going to use part of this money to send to the historic black colleges and universities fund. So if I steal 10000 and donate 1000 to the HBUCCCU fund, then I'm okay. And yes, I did the acronyms intentionally that way to keep me from being sued. The guy on the right might embezzle money because, well, I can't believe they promoted that dark-skinned fella to the job I should have had. That's $10,000 year raise. They just give away to some guy because of quota hires. So I'm going to take that $10,000 to hell with it. Ah, the familiar sound of the old phone ringing. One of the downfalls of doing the Truth Hurts program whilst driving and using the cell phone as my recording studio. My apologies for the loud ringing sound if you are hearing that on your end. I've never realized whether or not you can actually hear that or not. I know I sure as heck can. So anyway, we're talking about the double standard. We're talking about Bob Menendez keeping his job while George Santos is rightfully, righteously tossed out of the House of Representatives. He was an embarrassment to the party, an embarrassment to his district, to his state, and to the country, to be quite honest with you. Kind of looked like a poor man's little rocket man. But he needs to go. As he needs to go, so does Bob Menendez, because he is just as corrupt, if not more corrupt, than George Santos ever was. But Republicans, they're not calling for Bob Menendez to step down. They're not trying to ouster Bob Menendez from the U.S. Senate, despite him doing the same things that George Santos was doing, and even to a worse degree. They are, for some strange reason, all for him. They love him some Bob Menendez. All the Democrats, of course, love Bob Menendez, and you'll never find enough Republicans to call for the ouster of Bob Menendez. That would never happen. One Democrat, however, there is one Democrat out there who wants Menendez gone. And strangely enough, because I guess strange bedfellows or whatever you want to call it, the one U.S. Senator in the Democratic political party that wants Robert Menendez to step down or to be ousted is probably the one you would never, ever expect to hear that from. It's John effing Fetterman. John Fetterman calling for Menendez to step down, calling for the ouster of Bob Menendez. We're talking about Fetterman, a guy who can't tie his own shoelaces. And that's the honest truth. He doesn't have the physical dexterity, the high eye hand, eye hand coordination. Pardon me. He doesn't have it because of the stroke he had. This guy has a stroke, a major stroke. He almost dies. He still gets elected to Congress, to Senate, rather. Congress. He still gets elected, and he Fs up just about everything he does. Can't formulate two sentences. You know, typical Joe Biden-type Democrat. And yet he's the only one only one with the nerve, the gall, the balls to call for the ouster of Senator Bob Menendez, the crook, the criminal. It's like, really? He's the only one? How come nobody else 
No one else in the U.S. Senate is calling for Menendez to step down for doing the same things that Mr. George Santos was doing. For that matter, how come no one's calling for Joe Biden's ouster? I hear all this chatter about impeachment. I hear all of this talk about let's impeach him. And yet, no matter what, Joe Biden remains in power. Corrupt, lying Joe Biden. Sorry, I'm outside, so you may have noticed the difference in the sound quality. So Joe Biden gets to keep his job. Kamala Harris gets to keep her job. Chuckles the clown Schumer, the corrupt speaker. Or what is he? The Senate president. My apologies. Keeps his job. Elizabeth Warren keeps her job. Crazy Bernie Sanders keeps his job. All these corrupt politicians get to keep their jobs on the Democrat side. And we get rid of, rightfully so, as we should have, we get rid of George Santos on the Republican side. It just goes to show you that there is a difference in integrity, a difference in morality and civility in the rule of law. Democrats do not follow the rule of law. Republicans are at least giving it a try. Last week, I devoted an entire episode of the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z to request to basically beg you, if you're going to give to an animal-based charity this year, please do not make it the ASPCA. I had posted on our official Twitter account, but some kind of way it's been taken down, uh, our, sorry, our X account, at Hertz Program. I had posted the salaries of the CEO and the six or seven senior vice presidents couple of other vice president positions within the ASPCA, all of whom make right around a half a million or more, and the CEO makes over one million dollars in compensation. And when those late night television commercials are begging you to send just $19 a month, most of that money, a vast, overwhelming majority of that money goes to the salaries, benefits, company cars, expenses of the large organization and a very small amount only 38 cents out of your $19 a month is actually going to help animals so if you're going to give to a charity this year I highly recommend you go and give directly to your local animal shelter your humane society directly and avoid those big national charities because people at the top are being very well compensated for your hard-earned tax-deductible contribution. A couple of other thoughts for you on this Monday, December the 4th, 2023. It is Christmas time, and we know that everything that you do, every dollar that you spend is worth about $17.60 less than it was worth just three and a half, four short years ago. And that is the fault of your president, Gropey Joe Biden. 
keep that in mind throughout the upcoming year that everything is more expensive because of his Bidenomics policies. And we are now about a year away from the next election, a little less than a year now. Just remember how much pain this guy has cost you over the last year, the last two years, the last three years, and will continue to cost you over the next year. All right, folks, we're just about out of time for this edition of the Truth Hurts Program with Steve Z. If you like what you hear, please tell a friend. If you don't like what you hear, who cares? Find some other podcast to listen to. Oh, really quickly. Thank you. Really quickly. There is a new uh, comedy streaming right now on the Daily Wire subscription service. And I don't get paid to say this. It's called Lady Ballers. And it is a comedy series that pokes some really, really massive fun at the transgender athletic movement. It's about a group of guys who say, hey, man, we need to make money. Let's form an all men's basketball team, but we can all identify as women. And, well, you can see where the comedy goes from there. Check it out on the Daily Wire subscription networks. Go out there and make it a great day. Happy Monday, and we'll see you on the next one. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening. Copyright 2023, the Truth Hurts Program Network, all rights reserved. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. This program was pre-recorded.